Nick, man, it's finally good to have you in the car for driving with G, brother. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Sorry, last time didn't work out. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I got a super late notice on that, so yeah, that was my you, apologies. Was you working on your techno moves, or what was you doing? <laughs> <laughs> trying, man. I'm trying to bring it back. Man, what's happening with all, know, it's... all of these celebrations going on? You got the Allen Iverson with the wide receivers. Man, we... What's up, man? I gotta bring that Techno Thursday back. No, no, I need to. <laughs> it's hard, man. Luke left, and everyone's like, oh, okay, Luke's gone, so it's over now. I tried to bring it back and right. OTAs and whatnot, <laughs> and I just, people weren't catching on to it, so. Right. I don't know. I feel like I'll take the blame for it. Okay. But. All right. Well, let's talk about my calls, my cleats, man. Never, ever give up. Is yeah. It, and these are your cleats right here? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, man. Filthy. Uh, artist did a nice job on them. Mm. Talk, well, talk about your cause. What's it about, man? So Negu stands for Never Ever Give Up. Okay. Um, it's this cause that this this young girl started. You know, she had cancer, and uh, it's her foundation. And I got caught up in it and, uh, when I was training for getting ready for the draft. I was out in L.A. area, and um, the lady who helped ran the organization, she contacted my agent and asked me if I wanted to do this. And basically, what it's about is. You know, we just go to the hospitals and we, we drop in each room and talk to kids that, you know, are dealing with life-threatening illnesses and, you know, who aren't able to go home and spend time with their family or aren't able to go home for the holidays. So we, we go by, we'll drop in and just kind of brighten their day up. Right. We'll, we'll bring by, a, and we call them uh, joy jars. So we'll just bring like a, it's like a, like a normal size jar full of just toys and it varies in each jar. So. Right. That's why I kind of had them do like, put like various stuff on there. Like, you know, you see like, there's a deck of cards in there, some crayons, markers, uh, puzzle pieces, little hats. Um, you know, we just try to brighten their day up and just kind of take their mind off of what's going on and just try to, you know, keep encouraging them to never ever give up and to keep pushing through it. That's dope, man. So, and I, I've done stuff like that in college, you know. I remember during the holidays, like Coach Meyer always had a few players go to children's hospitals to, just drop in and just hang out with the, you know, the kids that, like I said, aren't able to go home for the holidays. Right. And who are, you know, most of them are actually in there out of state. So, um, you know, they've had to travel a long way just to get the, some proper treatment. And right. So after you guys wear these shoes, these shoes are going to be auctioned off and there's opportunity to, for those proceeds to go back toward that call. That's yeah, pretty that, cool. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I plan on doing with that. That's the game. That's pretty cool. And speaking of college, you know, I, I don't know if you... You know who my son is. You've probably seen him around. Yeah. He's actually being recruited by Ohio State. So I, I got, see that. Huh? I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's my question. Is it faster to, for him to take the three or the 71 to go up to Westerville so he can go get him a hot plate? Uh, I said 71. Take the 71. 71, yeah. Okay. All right. The three's a little slow. Yeah. It looks, but, it man, like traffic just getting so bad there now because it's become, like, a big place for I mean it's really grown since I've been there mm -hmm. like since I even left like I go back and I'm like I don't even recognize the city half the time <laughs> where are we going left right oh uh, we go left okay um but yeah 71 like I so I, I live right by Polaris I mean are you familiar with the Columbus area at all uh, I've only been there a couple times man okay. I played a tournament back in the day when I was in high school at uh at Capital University back oh, okay. in the day yeah yeah, yeah. 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 yep yep yeah that's that's I think that's in Bexley now here's now I gotta tell you, Ohio State man. I was talking to my son about you know of course like I said he's gonna be going back out there to visit uh, when this season is done. He's actually in the state championship game this Friday for his high school. Oh really? That's this Friday. Yeah, this Friday. Go ahead, man. And I, I gotta tell you, I had a conversation. I was talking to him. I was like, man, look, when Nick Van Nett played, 
he came out. I, I just want to, I got to ask you. It was Ezekiel Elliott, Joey Bosa, yeah. Michael Thomas. My goodness, what was practice like? I mean, <laughs> it was honestly like, I mean, it was the hardest thing I've ever gone through. Um, I mean, I feel like and that's just how Coach Meyer's program is. And, you know, that's it's him. That's our strength coach. You know, they kind of want to develop this culture where, you know, we're going to make practice so hard that when we get the games, it's just going to be easy. And that's how it was for us. I mean, we literally went against the best players in practice. And then when we got the games, you know, we went against players that weren't as good as, you know, like you said, Joey Bosa or Darren Lee. I mean, that whole team was in the NFL now. You know, they're the Cardell Jones. Cardell Jones, yeah. Von Bell, Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah. Eli, Eli Apple. Apple. Yep. Um, I mean, going against those guys every day, it's like you're not facing that every Saturday. So when we got to game times, I mean, we were just throwing up numbers. Like, it was ridiculous. Right. Um, it was so much fun. But during the week, it was a grind. I mean, we called our Tuesday practice Bloody Tuesdays because mm-hmm. um, it, it was just a straight war. Like Bloody Tuesdays. Yeah. Now, now, of course, this week, the number one defense, Michigan, was in town yeah. uh, at the shoe. And y'all put up, Ohio State put up 60-some points, man. Like it was nothing. <laughs> they almost put up another touchdown on them. I thought yeah. they were get the sixty-nine. Yeah, they were, but, but uh, somebody got a little hurt. They're like, ah, let's slow it down yeah. and everything. So here it is, year three, man, uh, of you being with the Seahawks. How's it been for you? I like it out here. Um, I think just how much I've grown from my rookie year. I mean, I've grown just like just mentally, physically, um, just kind of you know picking up little things like you know just like taking care of your body and. Um, you know, just seeing certain things on the defense and knowing how to react to it. And it's, I guess it, for me, it's like once I do it over and over and over again, like it just becomes second nature. So just getting all the repetition and just seeing things in practice and preparing for it for the game right. um, just allows me to go out and just play free. Um, and then obviously just being way more comfortable with the offense. Um, you know, with Schottenheimer coming in this year, um, he, there's a lot of carryover from how it was the previous two years um, before him. And I think just kind of, just like I said, rep, repping the same plays and the same thing over and over again. Like just, you, you, which, I'm glad you brought up the Schadenheimer and the offense. And can you help us out in what we're seeing? It seems like every single time that you get a pass or a touchdown, it's like right there at a small window. Yeah. Like it's like, man, how did – how do you catch that? Does that happen in practice all the time? Is it luck? What is going on that we're seeing you getting catches in tight windows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's been crazy. Yeah, like my first touchdown against the Chargers, I don't, I honestly don't know how I caught that. Neither do I. I mean, it was it was like a blur ball coming through. It came in so high, I just couldn't fully see it. I just kind of threw my hands up, and luckily it stuck. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We, like, yeah, we... I mean, that's, that's just how Russ is. Like, he's just such a precision, accurate quarterback, and he can make some ridiculous throws. Um, just the things that he can do. I mean, he can. he's a real playmaker, and obviously fortunate to have him back in, our, in, a, in the backfield doing what he does. All right. That's Carolina game. You guys are in Carolina. It's fourth down in three. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going for it all. <laughs> when, when the ball's in the air, what are you thinking? Well, I mean, you know, when it's fourth and three, you're like, all right, we just need to get three yards, get right. a new set of downs. Right. Um, but, hey, you know, Russ is back there. He launches it. I'm like, okay, you know, 
I know we got great receivers, but man, to launch in a fourth and three, I was like, I hope this, I hope this falls in our favor. <laughs> and then you know you got David Moore as a receiver that he was targeting, and I mean, gosh, that dude's made some ridiculous catches all throughout the season. Gosh. Um, and sure enough, I mean, he, the play he made on that play, like he was just being able to hold off the defender and reacting to the ball as late as he did to make the defender think that the ball wasn't even coming at all. I mean. That was a hell of a play that he made. I mean, hell of a throw, but even better play that David Moore made on that. Right. Um, so I, that was just all around just a hell of a play. Um, I don't know how many times I would work out of 10 times doing that, but, hey, <laughs> it felt in our favor on the, it on the sure, first time. It sure did. That was a great win out there in Carolina. Let's go back to the beginning, man, of you're from Westerville, Ohio. Yeah. Uh, uh, right there in the heart of the Midwest. Uh, tell, it, tell us how it came to be that you fell in love with the game of football, man. And just, uh, you know, I was very fortunate to live in that area. Um, I lived in a neighborhood where I had a lot of, a lot of kids from my age that I grew up with. So um, and we all live really close to each other. So, you know, we just get on our bikes and, you know, depending on, you know, what day it was, like we would just rotate different houses, different backyards. And we were always playing backyard football, um, you know, in the fall and in winter. We were always playing, like we were always playing the sport of what season it was in. Right. Um, and it just kept me active and it, it really – um, I, I developed a, like a big passion for just sports in general. Like, I just love playing sports, and I did it all. Like, I grew up playing football, soccer, played basketball, played baseball. Um, I did swimming, matter of fact. What? <laughs> yeah, in my early days, I did swim. That was really more for just conditioning, but right, right. I ended up being pretty good at it. You know, I got a long torso and a long body, so I ended up being pretty solid at it. But uh, yeah, you know, I just, you know, I just really developed a, a like for football. I just like being physical. I was always a bigger kid, so it was always fun for me because nobody could ever bring me down. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it took a lot of convincing for my parents to sign me up because at the time I was playing soccer. That's, that was like my first sport. Uh-huh. And then it came to sixth grade. And uh, it was like that summer going into sixth grade. And, you know, I got tired. It was like my third year doing swim team. And I was like, you know what, I'm t- I don't want to do this. So. I really made a deal with my dad. I was like, look, I'll do swim team one more year if you sign me up for football. Because you know, I was tired of soccer. I just, I knew I really wanted to play football. I've always wanted to play football, but my parents thought it was, especially my mom, she thought it was like, nah, it's too physical. I don't want to get you hurt. We'll wait till middle school. But I wanted to play it right now. Like I, I just, you know, like I said, I grew a passion for it. And uh, you know, my dad agreed to it. So that was my last year I did swim team. Signed me up for football and then I mean, hey, it worked out in the end. Well, so. now, did they have you as a pass catcher then? Yeah, yeah. And, like, I, I, my pediatrician always told me I was going to be 6'6". Six, six. Okay. Um, so I was kind of prepared. Like, that was my first position I was playing tight end just because I knew, like, okay, 6'6", six, six, you know, that's usually like a tight end. And uh, I remember um, Ben Hartsock, you know, he played for the Buckeyes during that time when I started playing. So that was really who I idolized at the time, and I really liked watching him and – really just the Buckeyes and um, yeah so I always I mean starting football from day one I was I was always a tight end really yeah okay they put me in the in the backfield a few times I was I was pretty quick back in the day right right so I, I played a little running back but uh most of yeah I was a tight end all the way through now, you got siblings no nah, only child only child all, all right. right the one and only <laughs> what's, the, what's the advantages and disadvantages of that man uh I mean Obviously, the advantage is you don't have to, like, ever fight with your siblings over, right. you know, attention or any of that, like, you know, borrowing clothes or 
whatever siblings deal with. I don't know because I obviously I'm the only child. Right. Disadvantages is that all the attention's on you. Um, I don't yeah. know. Like there's, I'm, I'm a pretty independent guy, and I feel like being the only child really made me independent. Mm. I just, you know, I was like my time, and you know, whenever I come home from school, like I'd interact with my parents, but I was like just being by myself, and I don't know, just really enjoyed my own privacy. And I, I was kind of like an only kid. My sister was eight years older. Same thing. Yeah. I was basically the only child. Yeah. You know what I mean, I, I definitely get that. Um, you're, so, so you you've been here in Seattle off the football field. What's Nick up to? Off the field. I mean, I mean, it's not like you're high, man. Six six, good looking dude, walking around <laughs> Seattle, man. What you doing around here these days? No, no, lady, girlfriend? Yeah, I got a girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool deal. Yeah, yeah, it's going good. It's been a little over a year. Uh, met her out here. Okay. So, yeah, she's cool, man. She's we got a you know same sense of humor. Uh, she's obviously very attractive. We enjoy hanging out with each other. Um, so things are going pretty solid with us. What kind of what kind of uh, TV shows y'all watch together? Because that's important. Relationships, TV shows, yeah. relationships uh, are, are sparked <laughs> by TV shows. What y'all yeah, watch? I agree. Um, so she's like, she really doesn't like anything but humor. Like okay. she doesn't really, you know, she's not into like the Game of Thrones stuff or I don't like Game of like Thrones. the suspense, like the suspenseful type TV mm. shows. I, I never really got into Game of Thrones to be honest. It's hard for me. It's too. I, I know this sounds crazy, Nick. It's too dark. Yeah. I need some bright light. I always feel like it's an overcast going. <laughs> I don't know, man. It just, I don't know. You get a little right here, I think. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that. So you guys watch some TV, get get around together. Has she gone back to Westerville home? Yeah, yeah. So she came out. Um, it was right when we got done with OTAs. Right when they got, right when we got done with mini camp. You know, we had like that six week break before training camp. Right. She came out for that. That was her first time in Ohio ever, um, and. Yeah, so I, I obviously she met my parents before, like my parents came out for a couple of games during that season when we first started talking. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, she got to see that, and she got to see some of my friends out there, and meet some of the family. I had some family that lived like two hours away in Bowling Green, Ohio, so they came down. Oh, Bowling Green. They came down for that. We had like a little cookout, um, so it was it was cool. I mean, the family likes her. You know, she's a real personable, per, uh, you know, person. So. Well, she. I mean. If the family still likes her, it was good because one thing about the Midwest, they gon they gonna call out the fake and phony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah, we got good morals over there. Yo, we we keep it real. So I'm born and raised I'm born and raised in Chicago. So oh, really? I, oh yeah. Midwest. Yeah. Midwest you know is what's about. Oh, absolutely. Uh th- going back right up, Okay. Here. Going back to this team and, and everything, man, it's uh you know, this is year three. I know you know the Techno Thursdays, you guys have been having a lot of fun, but you know, I've been watching something and I've been around a team a long time, and I'm yeah. not trying to say that this team has never been bought in because apparently it has been very successful, so it has. However, I feel like this year you guys are really doing something special and really bought in this year yeah. to what's going on. Absolutely. Um, I think it's really, you know, and a lot of people didn't think that we were going to have this kind of year. You know, we lost a lot of talent, lost a lot of veterans too uh, with Sherm, Michael Bennett, you know, Cam Chancellor, what happened to him injury-wise. and. Um, you know, but we still had Russ, we still had Bobby Wagner, we still had KJ Wright, mm-hmm. we still had like those main leaders that were here for the Super Bowl, and you know they knew what it takes to get there. Right. Um, and for the young guys, you know, we we're still improving, so you know, really, we had no other choice but to buy into what they were saying and buy into what Coach Pete was preaching. And 
I think, you know, when you put your egos to the side, it's pretty crazy, pretty magical what can happen on a team. It's like you think about it like, you know, the Browns, as long as they've struggled, I mean, they still got good players. Like, they wouldn't be in the NFL if they weren't a good player. It's just a matter of fact of, you know, putting your ego to the side and, you know, being unselfish for your brother. And, you know, and that's something that honestly, that's how we won the national championship when I was at Ohio State. Um, I did not think you guys were going to win a national yeah, championship. Yeah, I mean, after we lost to Virginia Tech, you know, <laughs> we, we almost lost to Navy the week before. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, from that point on, we just like, you know what? Um, we really have nothing to lose at this point. You know, so we just kind of, we felt like we kind of maybe had a little pressure on us, but like after that loss, we kind of lost the pressure and we just started going out there and just playing. And, you know, we played for each other. We were really tight as a group. Right, um, right. You know, we, uh, you know, we, had, we definitely had some, um, you know, with Braxton Miller going down in camp and JT being the quarterback and then he went down in the Michigan game and then you got Cardell or, our third string quarterback playing in a Big Ten, he goes straight. Okay, playing in a Big Ten championship, playing in the national championship, and you know leading us to get to the title game and winning the title. I mean, it was pretty yeah, special, was... and that's what that taught. I I got more out of that in that year, just the fact of how to deal with adversity, and you know when you play for your brother and you do it together. I mean, you have a way better chance of getting to where you got to go. Right. Instead of just, you know, being selfish and then, you know, having your ego drive everything. Coach Hartline, was he there when you were there? No. Okay. He, he came the year after me. All right. Yeah. But, uh, good, yeah. Good, good dude. I like, I like him a lot. Yeah, good dude. Pull right right here. Yeah. Yeah, he's cool, man. How does how does uh, G like him? Loves him. Yeah. He loves him. Absolutely yeah. loves him. Well, Nick, man, really appreciate you jumping on with us, brother. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, man. And uh, hey, and you get ready to go to Pilates. Yeah. <laughs> so you just did a massage, and then you go to Pilates. Is this an every Tuesday thing? Every Tuesday. And before I had my massage, I go see this MAT guy, muscle activation technique. Just make sure all my muscles are working properly, everything's moving right. Um, you know, every Tuesday, I mean, you got to take advantage of these days off your body, right. especially this late in the season. Right. You know, bodies are starting to break down. Guys are starting to not feel 100%. So I feel like I got to do all I can just to make sure I can feel as good as I can for game day. And I know if I feel good, I can play good. Right. So, right. It's all about being consistent in this league. So I'm just kind of trying to do everything I can just to make sure I'm consistent as I can. Well, I appreciate you jumping on with us, brother. I appreciate you, G. All right, man.